Hey, girl, grab your headphones. You know I'm not that friend that you can have on the speakerphone. <laughs> this is the Yo Fly Auntie Podcast, and I am Kendra, also known as Yo Fly Auntie. This is a space for the grown folks, so sit back, relax, and get ready for takeoff, baby, because we are about to be fly. It ain't about a midlife crisis, but it's all about midlife flyness. Let's go. Hey, girl, it is the Yo Fly Auntie Podcast, and I am Kendra. Welcome, welcome, welcome one, welcome all. It is June already. Can y'all believe it's June already? We have reached reached the halfway mark on 2021. I'm still trying to say 2021. I, I know, it just seems so weird that we skipped like a whole year and then we jump back into things. Are y'all going outside yet? Yeah, you're going out, you're brunching, you're lunching. You, you, are you still masking? I'm still masking. I'm still wearing my mask, uh, especially when, you know, the Targets and the Walmart, well, you know, when it's big group gatherings. But I'm looking forward to doing some more outdoor stuff. I got some concerts uh, coming up. Um, Anthony Hamilton, I am looking forward to to hearing Anthony Hamilton sing live and being around some grown folks and just enjoying everything. So I'm looking forward to that, but it is an outdoor venue that I'll be going to. And I think it's limited capacity. So, you know, gradually squeezing into things, but I am in really no hurry to get back to pre 2021. I mean, sorry, 2020, (laughs) 2019 vibes. I'm not really looking forward to doing the whole, whole thing again. I just think that we learned a lot. You know, I know I did. I learned a whole lot. We've talked about this before here on the podcast and on the internet. Long, long conversations and great conversations, y'all, about what you're going to still take with you. I I don't think that I'll be taking with me. I know I won't be taking with me the the need to be at everything. The the ability to slow down and, of course, see things kind of differently than before put things in perspective just in a different way for me. And then, of course, to be with my family and to be present and to, all of that good stuff. So I'm keeping that. I'm also uh, feeling like <laughs> I'm losing my excuse to be like, no, I can't make it, girl. You know, what's that <laughs> internet thing? COVID. No, I, I don't think that I'll be looking forward to coming up with excuses. So I'll just be using that simple, really firm, always applicable, no. <laughs> I'm not coming. I am not coming. So what is going on in your world? Are you doing well? Are you adjusting? Ah, I hope that you are. I hope you are. I What's going on in the internet? The only thing that I can think of that really was popping off this last week or so on the internet was a true auntie moment. Mm, not in a good way, uh, but it did spark conversation was Monique, you know, comedian Monique. Monique is just, she's still top, top, top tier. Not just lady comics, just comedians, period. But Monique be having some straight up auntie moments that the the ones that when people are like, now who, whose auntie is this? Come and get her. And you know what? I could relate to it in so many ways. So Monique was talking about the whole thing about wearing your, your hair bonnets out in public. 
And she was like, I was at the airport. She was, not me. And she was saying that she saw so many sisters, you know, how she sisters it when bonnets getting on the airplanes and where's your respect for yourself and all of that stuff. And let me tell you guys something. I am a reformed bonnet in public hater. I am. I know. I, I, I admit to that. Uh, I had some young people really check me. Some of my nieces and nephews check me on the res- politics of respectability, you know? And they were saying, it, I mean, listen, it doesn't matter what you look like. People are going to treat you how they treat you. I'm not going to wear a bonnet in public. That is not my, my, my job. I'm not wearing it. I will put on a cute hat or whatever I feel is appropriate. But the young people really have a real firm commitment to being who the fuck they're going to be. And I'm not mad at them about that. I'm not mad about that at all. So when Moni got on the internet and was saying that, you know, about what is wrong, why won't you respect yourselves and this and that and the other. And honey, the people came from the left, the right, up, down, side, side, cha-cha slide, electric slide, backslide, all the slides. Honey, they came from everywhere to say to her, sat down somewhere, sit, sat down. And I get it. I get it. I get it. I, that is some peak um, generational stuff, you know, between Gen X and the millennials and whoever this generation is after them. Honey, I can't keep up with all the generations. But it's some really generational behavior that we were taught. Like, you know, you're not going to go anywhere without putting on your best because that is how people know that you have some money in your pocket, right? And then they'll respect you. The they meaning broader society, the they meaning white people, the they meaning everyone that judges black people based on whatever fuckery they're judging us on, women in particular, black women. And so it was and and still is something that we all keep in mind i know i do but it is also something that we know it doesn't really matter it doesn't matter your degree doesn't matter where you're from doesn't matter how well you speak doesn't matter all of those things of the politics of respectability of trying to look the part in order to be treated well and so uh as a reformed bonnet and public hater I get where Monique was coming from, but I certainly appreciate progression. I appreciate progression. I appreciate the fact that I can look back and say, you know what? I was wrong about that, y'all. I was real wrong. I was really, really wrong. Doesn't mean that I still don't have a problem with the way that it looks to me, but I appreciate the fact that people want to be able to look how they want to look. And then the thing about the airport, I don't think that the young people realize like getting on a plane used to be like a really big deal. You get dressed for the occasion. You know, now you can get on the plane. You could jump on one of them spirit flights and you could fly for the cost of the uh, round trip we can get you a tank of gas for your regular car. <laughs> So I totally get that. So, you know, I'm a transition on into what, what's in your cup? What is in your coffee mug this week? Your C-O-F-I, your cup of what? Fuck it. What is in your cup of fuck it this week? In mine, I am throwing away. Mm, I don't know. I guess I already said politics, the of respectability politics. I'm going to throw that away. So if I'm going to do that and, and not mind anybody else's business, and it is brunch season, bottomless mimosas for everybody, I am going to put a little orange juice. No, no, a lot of champagne and a splash of orange juice in my cup of oh, fuck it. It's called a light skin mimosa, y'all. <laughs> 
Y'all know what time it is. It is time for the remix. is all about one of my favorite, favorite stores. And, ah, oh, one of my favorite things, coffee. Marguerite Nayamumbo is set to be the first black woman to have her black-owned coffee sold in Trader Joe's, honey. Kawai. Let me get the name right. It is Kahawa 1893 will be making history by being sold in Trader Joe's nationwide. You know, Trader Joe's always has the tasty treats and ethically sourced, which is super important as we go about buying things. I'm getting better about that. So Marguerite is the CEO and founder of Kahawaha 1893, a company that she started in 2017. And listen, sis says she wanted to provide a premium traceable Kenyan coffee to consumers because that is important. We want to know where our things come from and that we are not using other people for our enjoyment, right? So that we are getting ethically sourced, especially things from the continent because they're my people and we know the history of those things and it still goes on today. So she said that she's a third generation coffee farmer and a former Wall Street investment banker, a Harvard graduate, all of the things. And she is remixing it on up because with her love for coffee and coming here to the United States, she wanted to make sure that she had what she was used to having, but she couldn't find it. And it was ethically sourced. So she started herself because you know that's how we do. If we can't find it, we will make it. And that is exactly what she did. And so this week, the person who is remixing, repercolating, repurposing all of her wonderful talents, background, and history is Marguerite Naya Mumbo and Kawaha 1893 Coffee. My dear sister, you are indeed this week's remix. Oh, honey, you thought that was all? Wait for the remix. topic this week. Well, I feel the need to go right back where we started from. The politics of respectability and the trash that black women have to go through dealing with all manners of fuck shit. (laughs) I know that you probably are aware of the stuff that has been going on with Naomi Osaka these past few weeks, but if you're not, let me get you up on it. So Naomi Uh, is going, well, she was going to play in the French Open. And she told the French uh, Tennis Federation that she wanted to preserve her peace and not have to speak to the press about foolishness as she was preparing for the U.S. Open. 
And they told her, no, ma'am, you're going to show up. And she said, well, I'm not, and I'm willing to pay the fine. And, uh, I'm going to just not, she said, I'm still going to do like, you know, post interviews after I win because sis says she came to win. And she said, after that, I'm going to continue on about what I'm doing. Right. They said, no, you can't even pay a fine if you don't show up to do these press events. We're pretty much like uh, celebrity tabloidy stuff at this point because they aren't talking about anything that has to do with her actual physical ability in her being a tennis superstar. So they told her that if she didn't show up and she didn't play by the rules and she wasn't a good girl, mm-hmm, this is a grown woman. She's a young lady, but she's still a grown woman. She is owning her own being and standing in her own autonomy, right? And so she says, uh, well, you know what, y'all? Peace and love. Y'all saying I still got to show up, that not paying the fine is enough for you. Then guess what? I won't be there. I hope that we can work things out later. Okay, (laughs) bye-bye. They were furious. Then Sister Venus steps in the room and the press gaggle because she stayed and she was like, they were, you know, trying to pit her against Naomi and asking, how do you handle such things? And of course, we all remember Venus and Serena and all of the things that they have gone through as black girls, black young women, and now black grown ass women having to deal with the politics of respectability around her, their hair. Remember about the beads and they used to get fined for wearing the beads in their hair and where, cause their parents had their hair braided because as a black woman, you know, the easiest thing for you to do as far as exercising is either to keep your hair braided, wrapped, or tapped, or done something, right? And if you sent your kids to something or your nieces, nephews, grandchildren, to something and they had a, a lot of hair and they want you wanted to keep it quote unquote neat, you would put it in some cornrows and it could stay that way for a good little while, right? And you put those beads on there, make it look cute. So if they went to church or whatever, then they was dressy or sassy or jazzy or whatever. And so you remember they gave those girls hell about their beads and their braids and so that was Venus and Serena. And when Serena would wear her cat suits or anything that wasn't um, a white tennis skirt and shirt, and she would wear these amazingly fabulous fashions and still come out and whoop people's ass. So when they asked Venus, how did she feel about Naomi? Venus said, first of all, I know that anybody that is asking me this question cannot light a candle to my ability. That's what she said. <laughs> That's what she said. She said they can't hold a candle to my ability. And anybody who is asking that is asking foolishness. And I simply don't have time for it. Next. When Serena came in the room, of course, they asked her the same thing. And she said, it's 1130 at night. I got to get home to my husband and my baby. I am tired. And to be quite honest with you, I am just here because y'all said that I needed to be here. But I don't want to be here. And that is exactly what she said. Nobody got involved in trying to drag Naomi down. Naomi's decision is her decision. Standing in her own self. Venus, Serena, standing in their own being. Understanding as black women that they all are facing the same thing, just 
all kinds of different ways. Switch it on over to Simone Biles, who did an amazing, super fantastic flip gymnastics phenomenal thing that no one had ever done before. Read, nobody that wasn't a black woman had done before and really did something that no one had done before in the gymnastics field. And now let's keep in mind that Simone Biles is a young woman, but she's not a, a teen. That's how normally they do in gymnastics. You start when you're a kid, right? And that she's been doing this for years. Her name is not mentioned when we talk about um, the goats, you know, the greatest of all time. We're talking about people immediately will lean into, oh gosh, I'm going to say LeBron James, but I know those New England Patriot people like to talk about that man that throws that football. I'm not going to say his name here, but those people, and of course, all kinds of men in sports, but rarely do we hear about women and specifically black women. So in gymnastics, we had Simone Biles do this super phenomenal once in a lifetime, landed, stuck it. And they wouldn't give her a superior rating because they said it was technically too difficult for them to rate. What? (laughs) What does that even mean? Well, it means we're not going to rate it because you did it. Mm -hmm. Still, the politics of respectability. Here's what I love about these young women, these ladies that are standing in their own being, these women that are standing in their own being, is that they are saying No matter what you're going to end up judging me on, I'm still going to be better than you, period. And you know that I'm better than you. You know it. Everybody else knows it. Your system of voting is clearly flawed and your system of judgment is clearly flawed. If someone can't say that they want to protect their peace, if someone cannot say that I'm going to do something superior that no one has ever done before, and it's simply judged on its merits, then you actually are not doing what you said you're doing. This is not for the best. This is for the best of you, not the best of everyone. And so going back to where we started today with Auntie Monique talking about, I'm not can call Monique Auntie because me and Monique the same age. So with Monique talking about the bonnets and what it looks like and what respectability looks like and what you need to do in order to earn someone's respect. No one, nobody should have to earn anyone's respect. All it should be about, right, is standing on your merits. And so switching over into the midlife of things, how does that look as a woman past the age of 40? When you are deep into your career and you know how to navigate these things, but you don't want to do it anymore. You're not interested in doing it because you don't want to have to go to work or be around people every day that knowing that if you raise your voice of concern or you show up with your hair in braids (laughs) or anything else that is deemed unacceptable, then what does that look like for you? How do you navigate those situations? What are the questions that you ask yourself as you move forward? What are you willing to give and what are you willing to give up? Do you think that is even worth giving up? How do you transition into a space that keeps you safe mentally, physically, and allows for you to keep your checks and coins coming in? Because the clarity of it all is that Naomi has wealth 
And so that's a decision that she could make. Simone Biles has wealth. So that is a decision that she could make. So what does it look like when it is me, you, or anyone else that wants to make that kind of decision? I think it's worth considering and to continue having the conversations, especially for us in the 40 and over crew. I know 40 year olds, I know you don't want to consider yourself midlife, but honey, (laughs) if you're 40 and you live to be 80, you're in the middle. (laughs) I just ruined your day. No, I know I did. No, I didn't. Because being midlife, midlife, I'm telling you, midlife is fly. So what does that look like for you? I don't know. But let's continue the conversation. Because the politics of being respectable is some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Hey, girl, hold up. I can't let you leave without something to take home. Let me get you some aluminum foil. So what am I sending you home with today? It is still, it's a follow through from the entire conversation that we have. I'm having it with you and then I'm having, you're having it with me. So in your head and my head, we are, we are transmitting these vibes to each other, but it is the same thing says I am sending you home with a big old bag of it's, you don't even need to warm this up of you being yourself. As you are showing up wonderful, amazing, fabulous, as you are. Not later, not tomorrow, not yesterday, not 20 years ago, but right now. Fabulous, wonderful, amazing, capable of doing all manners of things. Stuff that you haven't even tapped into yet. I don't even know all the things that you can do, but you do. This Yo Fly Auntie podcast. I am sending you home with a take home bag of, mm, I just think it should just be a straight up mirror. Just look at the aluminum foil. Let's just shine the aluminum foil up, sis. I'm going to just send you home with some aluminum foil that you can just put a little something on there, shine it, hold it up to yourself. You are what you are. You're your best thing. You are your best thing. Mm hmm. Well, the clock on the wall says that's all, y'all. But you know I always have so much fun when I'm with you. I am Kendra, and this is the Yo Fly Auntie Podcast. Get on out there and be fly, boo. Don't forget, rate, subscribe, review, 